Hello and welcome back to the Inner Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and here today we are reviewing the new Netflix original series, Ratchet. Ratchet is a show created by Evan Rominski, developed by Ryan Murphy. The show Ratchet is a drama thriller following Mildred Ratchet, played by Sarah Paulson, who is a nurse who moves to Monterey County to work at Lucia State Psychiatric Hospital in order to help her brother Edmund, who in the opening scene, kills four priests. Mildred quickly weasels her way into working at the hospital. From there, it takes a very dark turn. So let's get right into it. So first things first, um, I'm not obviously famous. I don't have that many listeners listening to me. And the point of that is that I didn't get any like pre-access, so I had to watch the series exactly when it came out. So I did see reviews that on Rotten Tomatoes that was only a 52% and personally for me I was kind of a little nervous because I was like okay 52% obviously that's bad but you know sometimes critics can be wrong because I think they gave Star Wars number eight like a really good score but you know I think the audience rating was like a 32 something but going into the show and watching it I understand so I guess there's good, bad, and boring. (laughs) But first, let's talk about the good. The the whole vibe of the show is very good. It's a very ominous show, as it is, I say thriller, even though I think it's supposed to be a horror-esque show, as it is based on the movie, The One That Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest, where in the movie, Nurse Ratchet is like this very hard-ass, nurse or something like that. I actually didn't do my research or watch that movie because I felt that this show should give me as much as I need to know. (laughs) So I think the vibe of the show is actually very good for what they were trying to go for. And I'll talk about this more with plots and arcs, but it was very good. The music actually of the show was very good. Lots of very horror-esque instrumental music playing in the background which would usually happen well characters would like walk down long hallways so you would hear like the instrumental blah bum 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 noise as you would just hear usually the click of heels because it would usually be nurse ratchet or one of the other nurses for example betsy bucket or nurse dolly you would hear that so i really like that the fashion of the show, being that this is a Ryan Murphy show and Ryan Murphy signed a deal with Netflix back in 2018, obviously means that they will give him lots of money to make his shows. And so the show, was, when it came to the colors and the fashion, was really good. Um, for example, one of the first, I guess, outfits you see Mildred Ratchet in is this all yellow, I guess, dress jacket i'm not exactly sure what it's called but it's very good and she looks very nice she has an accompanying hat with it it's like a one it's like a set that she actually you see in a mini flashback that she steals from the storm because she likes it so much and then just throughout the show the nurses yeah the nurses and then everyone who works at lucia wears similar matching kind of i guess light blue mix and then teal so it's a very nice thing to look at and then also with the cars as well nurse ratchet actually she has a car pretty much the same color as 
the nurse's outfit, which I actually really like. And then there was also a bright yellow car, which I really enjoyed. And so it was kind of like the same fashion as the politician and the sense of color, obviously it's different. As this show takes place, it says uh, through 1947 to, I think, ends in 1950. So I really like that. The lighting of the show was also pretty good. The two colors that they played with were green and red. Green kind of took some time to understand what it meant, but I got it was kind of lust and want because it's seen throughout the show. Usually when you see people having sex or someone imagining someone else, but then there's also red. And red was a little confusing. I think red is supposed to mean death because the uh, two of the times that you actually see the color red is when one where you see the character Edmund who after killing for peace and pretty much almost at the end of the show, uh, it's imagined that he's going to get lethal injection the way that it's shown is through the color red. And the other time is when the doctor of Lucia Hospital, Dr. Hanover, I guess kind of like snorts something and like the colors turn red. I guess that was supposed to be death, even though I'm surprised that they chose red because red is usually like rage or like also passion, but obviously green was already like lost. So I really like that. The cinematography wasn't really amazing throughout the whole show. It was just kind of like, I guess, not like amazing, but not terrible. It was just kind of, in a sense, normal. What really like made it, I guess, the cinematography pretty good was the fact that the sets were actually pretty elaborate. For example, there was a dungeon pretty much with the character Edmund, who I forgot to say, he's played by... Finn Witterock and he's put in a dungeon as he is a killer and the dungeon just looks very nice and the vibe of it is very spooky. As I said before, the good, the bad, and the boring. I guess the plot. This whole, okay, so the first season is eight episodes and it's too much. It's too, too, many, too many episodes. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that because I feel like they could have, I guess, explored other things in the eight episodes, but here's the thing. The first four episodes are pointless. There is pretty much no use for the first four episodes. Personally, for me, I didn't really, like, get attached to the plot, like, until, like, maybe, like, the end, maybe halfway through episode five. The first four episodes don't they're obviously set up because you obviously introduce because there's a good amount of characters. There's obviously Nurse Ratchet. There is her, I guess, the head nurse, Bet Betsy Bucket. There's Dr. Hanover. There's Huck, who is, I think, also a nurse. I think that's what he is. There is Edmund, obviously. There's Nurse Dolly. So there's a few characters that you obviously introduce. Ooh, and the Hitman. Louise, as I keep naming, I have seven. So obviously you need to they need to introduce these characters. But so obviously the first episode is more or less important, but it just kind of feels like 
the rest of the episodes pretty much up to like halfway through episode five have no use because there does not seem to be a coherent plot or arc for any of these characters really for example you kind of figure out that uh mildred's like arc is that she's going to free edmund from getting killed because the governor wants to kill Edmund because he is gay. It's his re-election year and he wants to show that he is tough on crime. So the way that he's going to do that is he's going to kill killers through actually, which is really freaky, through the electric chair. They, he decides to go back to something obviously very barbaric, even though personally, my opinion is death penalty is always barbaric, but the most barbaric the electric chair, especially because we actually in the show see it and it's scary to watch. So he's trying to kill Edmund. Mildred is trying to save Edmund from dying. And then that's, those are like kind of the only plots. There is another one where there is this woman, Mrs. Osgood, who uh, is played actually by Sharon Stone, who is trying to kill Dr. Hanover because a few years prior of the show takes place, Dr. Hanover went over to Mrs. Osgood and she had a son who liked to prick people and stuff. And he and so he says that he's going to go cure the son and he goes to talk to the son and he tries to drug the son, but the son drugs him by like pouring all of the whatever liquid into Dr. Hanover's glass. So Dr. Hanover drinks it. And then the uh, son, whose name is Henry, kind of goes just on about how his like arms were cut off and then reattached by different arms and those arms are what make him prick people and so he's like I'm going to chop off my arms and you're going to reattach these arms so that's exactly why he does Henry saws off his arms saws off one arm and then breaks the other and then Dr. Hambo tries to sew back on different arms but it all ends with Henry becoming a paraplegic because the arms are rejected, but they also infect the body, so the legs have to be cut off. So that is why Miss Oscar is hunting him. And that's why she sends out a hitman who is also kind of likes Mildred. As I'm explaining it to you, you might be a little confused, and that's kind of the point that I got. It's a little confusing watching the show because you don't exactly know what's really happening in the sense that there's no one thing gripping you because only in episode three do you get the plot of Dr. Hanover is like trying to flee uh, Mrs. Osgood and her son Henry. And you kind of understand, it takes maybe, I think, to like, yeah, in episode one, Mildred wants to free Edmund, but you don't understand why, really, until episode six, which I guess is good that the mystery is suspended, but it just doesn't keep pulling you in. It doesn't, it didn't make me want to know, okay, why? Why does Mildred care so much about Edmund? And then for some other characters, for example, Betsy Bucket, who's the head nurse. Why does Betsy Bucket, why does she care kind of so much? Which we don't actually learn, but she just has a better character arc where she softens up, which I did like. But as I keep saying, episode five and beyond. Just watching the show, I feel like you could, in a sense, just 
get told a few things. For example, Mildred and Edmund have a relationship. Dr. Hanover is trying to cure people. And Betsy Bucket doesn't like Mildred. And then just watch episode five through eight. And then bam, you watch the show because the first, the first four aren't really that entertaining. Because from what I actually kind of thought about as watching the show, another one of Ryan Murphy's works, Scream Queens, season two specifically, where all the Chanel's are working at the hospital. And that season flopped because it, personally for me, it wasn't that good, but I think it really was held together because it was funny. And this show is kind of like that, but darker a little, more dramatic. And it wasn't, it was kind of funny, not really, because this is actually a good transition into speaking about characters. So Mildred, specifically Mildred and Betsy, they'll just speak their mind, which is kind of reminiscent of the politician dialogue where everyone's just blatantly honest with each other, no matter how rude it is. So there's that, which it seems from watching this show, Mildred Ratchet, she has some issues because so in episode six you actually do learn her whole backstory through a puppet show mixed with um IRL stuff which I thought was really really good because I thought it was the puppet stuff could was actually kind of more freaky than the real stuff I guess the when you saw like shots of Mildred actually growing up and the whole backstory for Mildred obviously shows that she she's messed up, which I guess a quick backstory would be Mildred, she became an orphan and she went, so she got in this house, this foster house, and she met Edmund there. And then the parents abused them. So Mildred and Edmund ran to a social worker and they're like, please save us, send us away. And so the social worker they forge papers saying that Edmund and Mildred are brother-sister, which obviously they're not. And so then they get kind of tossed around different foster homes, and then they finally find a foster home, which is really good. But then something really traumatic happens because the foster parents are actually really horrible, and they're really gross, and they engage in um, pretty much live action CP, if you know what that is. If you don't know what that is, please don't search it up because <laughs> you don't want the FBI coming after you and you don't want to see something that you don't want to see, trust me. But so you obviously understand that Mildred is a little like, because in response to that, Edmund finally snaps and he actually kills the parents and Mildred runs away. So you understand that Mildred, she's a little in her head, not exactly mentally stable because she's gone through so much trauma. And then same with Edmund as well, because you actually learn in the opening scene that he's the son of a nun, and the nun was raped by a Monsignor. And so he goes to kill the Monsignor, which personally, in my opinion, I think is a very good reason to kill the Monsignor, not a priest in general, because um, but obviously this Monsignor raped the um his mom. And so 
but sadly he doesn't have any proof of because the ma the mom the nun then gets sent to a whorehouse and dies of they say they say specifically what it is but she dies of an opioid dose so edmund obviously goes and kills them so speaking of edmund mildred i actually did like edmund because he is very like i think he was pretty good at being like i guess scary in a sense especially in the last episode i thought it was really really good because in the last episode it's actually a flash forward but yeah, learn that Mildred was planning on killing Edmund before the governor could kill him with the electric chair. So Edmund is now coming back to kill Mildred. So yeah, I thought he did very good uh, Finn playing him. But also there was a part where I didn't like him. This is actually in tandem with another character, Nurse Dolly. There's a part where Nurse Dolly goes to give Edmund food because obviously he needs to be fed. And then I guess he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm hot. You think I'm hot, Nurse Dolly. And then she pleasures him. And I'm just like, No, why? I, because then later, as I'm saying, episode five is the turning point. Nurse Dolly and Edmund escape the hospital. And I was like, so are you going to kill her now? Because you can't seriously like her. And he actually does fall in love with her, which I thought was really stupid and really weird because obviously Edmund likes, well, not just likes killing people, but he he shows no mercy because also in episode five, he just straight up kills someone because he was originally, or he told Mildred that he was going to say that he was uh, mentally unfit to stand trial so he was going to hurt himself but then he's but he tricks Mildred and he kills someone in a very gruesome way which I know I'm talking about characters but I guess this is the best way to describe the first four episodes it's torture porn because you just there's no plot and you just watch all these characters get tortured pretty much through what through 1947 mental health ways for example a lobotomy and also in i think it's called an orbital otomy and then there's also hydrotherapy which if you don't know what that is that is where the so these two there's two characters two lesbians who are put in a bath of 117 degree water and then they are like they are trapped in there which is actually also kind of where i got um scream queen season two vibes when kind of similar things happen in that part where the where two characters get stuck in the in the bath tub but anyways for the hydrotherapy these lesbians have to be stuck in the bathtub for 20 minutes at 117 degrees and it's obviously horrifying to watch so those are two examples but back to the characters so i've already talked about mildred and edmund my favorite character no i should say my second favorite character maybe betsy bucket so betsy bucket she starts out as the head nurse of lucia hospital 
And she doesn't like Mildred because there's no specific reason of why she doesn't like Mildred. It's just that she just doesn't like her because I think Mildred threatens uh, Betsy's power because Mildred is also, she's very strong and she's very independent. She knows what she wants, obviously, as she literally tricks the hospital into letting her work there. So I think that's kind of why Betsy doesn't really like Mildred in the beginning. But then Betsy also just, she has this arc, again, episode five through eight, where she just softens up to Mildred and they actually become friends. And I really liked her because I thought she was funny and her, like, I guess, very stoic attitude doesn't go away throughout the whole show. It's just that she can't, she learns to be stoic when she needs to, but she also knows how to be friendly and let her walls down because she actually starts to fall in love with Dr. Hanover. And that's kind of what triggers her into being nice, that that whole sequence. So I really, I really liked her. And actually, conversely, in Mildred, she actually does go through an arc. So I don't think Mildred exactly goes through an arc. She just, Mildred just is trying to do whatever best helps her with her plan, whatever it is at the moment. But Betsy actually just becomes nicer because in the beginning, she is actually on the side of doing hydrotherapy to the two lesbian characters. But then in, I think, the last episode, she's talking about how when she thinks about how she was totally gung-ho on hydrotherapy, she's disgusted by herself. So we love character development. We love seeing that lesbianism is not a mental illness. Love it. And she actually just becomes nicer, especially to the character Huck, who is this, this is also a transition to the character Huck, who is, um, he is a soldier who was pinned down by another soldier. I think he said that more. And then a bomb or something went off and it killed the dude who was on top of him and then I guess burned half of his face. So he has like half of his face semi like burned and kind of wrinkled and whatever. But Huck, he's the best character. The best way you could describe him is kind of that um, meme of Billy Eichner where he's with the lesbians. He's like, let's go lesbians because Huck, he's a sweetheart. He's amazing. He is awesome. He also similar to Mildred, doesn't really have a character arc, but he's just always nice, so I love him for that. And especially because, so there's a part where Mildred and Huck have to watch the uh, one, of the les- one of the characters who's a lesbian. Her name is, I forget, which kind of makes me a little mad, but she ha- she goes through hydrotherapy and Huck and Mildred watch her. And then after that, Huck is just so disgusted. And he's, he tells Mildred, I will never let anything, anything like that ever happen to her again, her or anyone else ever again, or something like that. And so he somehow, he makes sure that he breaks the system that gives the baths. He like just cuts the wire that doesn't happen and then also on in episode five again start of the real show really he saves the two lesbian characters 
by just driving them away and then puts uh it's not shown on screen but he says that he puts them on a train to i think go to canada where it's obviously more friendly up there which i'm not sure if that was true in 1947 i do know that canada has always been i guess more lgbtq plus friendly because they did actually um legalized gay marriage, I think 11 years prior to when America did it. So love Canada, even though I'm not Canadian or ever have been to Canada. But yeah, I love Huck. He's amazing. And I'm, he's just, he's just a ball of sunshine. He's, he's always trying to do the best thing. He's like, he'll always adapt to whatever situation he needs to try and make sure that everyone get out unscathed obviously with the lesbians and another one is where there's this character named charlotte wells who has multiple personality disorder i think yeah that's what she's diagnosed with and so there's a part where one of her personalities comes out and it's this really i guess bad i wouldn't say bad or scary but I would say the uh, her personality is threatened in the situation that the personality is put in, and there, uh, I guess Charlotte it, like is waving a gun, and just Huck immediately just tries to defuse the situation. So love that about him. Conversely, and also kind of speaking about Charlotte, there's Doctor Hanover. He is the doctor of the whole. Lucia Hospital, and he is the one who always perf or performs, administrates whatever procedures. So the lobotomy, the the not the oct, the orbital otomy, the well, he allows uh, uh, Nurse Bucket to do the hydrotherapy, but then he also does hypnotherapy with Charlotte Wells, trying to help her with her multiple personality disorder which I'm actually really happy with because the things that are shown in the show obviously are not good for they're not treatments for mental health except I think the hypnotherapy where he does actually help the character Charlotte Wells through the show and just helps her because he says something along the lines of her psyche has split because of past trauma, and that is why she has all these different personalities. So through the hypnosis, he's allowing her to pretty much talk about her trauma, which is helping her, which I don't know that much about hypnosis. I am taking psychology AP as we speak, and I have learned a little about hypnosis in that a few things. Number one, hypnosis touches only the unconscious, which is the lowest, not really the lowest, but I've learned it's, quote, the lowest conscious of the brain because there's conscious, subconscious, non-conscious, and pre-conscious before it, and I think that's out of order, so I'm sorry if anyone in my class is listening or just anyone who knows psychology at all, but then there's unconscious, which is the lowest level. With the hypnosis, it allows Dr. Hanover to look into Charlotte Wells' unconscious mind and allow her to talk through her trauma. So I thought that was good. However, Dr. Hanover, he's he's kind of annoying and he's such a whiner. And he's always like 
oh, woe is me. My life is a tragedy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bruh, just shut up already. Like, God, I don't care. Because <laughs> you actually learn out that you learn, you find out, not learn out, <laughs> that, yeah. So as I said before, Mrs. Odds goes after him. And so he actually changed his name to Dr. Hanover when he created the hospital. Because I think his name before it was um, Dr. Benyaga. And then, as I said, he changes his name. So, don't like, I kind of, in a sense, sympathize for him because the reason, so the reason that he's doing all this stuff, not, well, not the reason, because he obviously wants to help people, but because he's been helping people for so long, his wife divorces him and she gets custody of their daughter. And so he says that the only way for him to like get his daughter back is through making a big discovery in mental health treatment. So that's why he is like doing all this because he's trying to find a patient that he can kind of cure, which selfish, obviously that's both selfish and selfless because he is trying to figure out how to actually cure someone with them um, with mental health problems. And, but also obviously he's just trying to be, get recognized, which is actually why he takes a liking so much to Charlotte because he realizes that his hypnotherapy does work on her. However, sadly, he actually does get killed off. I'm not going to say how because I kind of want, and I'm kind of being semi-vague about the show. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But he gets killed off, and so Charlotte doesn't have anyone to perform hypnotherapy on her, which is a little sad. So the next character that I want to talk about, and I don't have any good transition for her, but it's Gwendolyn Briggs. She is the... I guess, assistant to the governor. So she just kind of hops into Mildred and Betsy and Edmund's life because she she's there. She doesn't believe in the death penalty either. And she's like, oh, I wish I could convince the governor to not do that. And she's she's kind of like, I guess, the female version of Huck, where she's just always trying to do her best and whatever and she actually does have this childlike sense of wonder in a sense because she is actually the reason why Mildred goes to see because so I should I should say this Gwendolyn wants to see a puppet show and she gets Mildred to go with her and then when Mildred and Gwendolyn go to the puppet show that is actually when you see Mildred's past through the puppet show slash uh, parts of IRL footage live action footage I guess that you would call it yeah and so I really like Gwendolyn because she was always she's very smart and she's very kind but she also as she says she she likes that she has childish interests or something along the lines because she says that being a child is or some something about being a child is great or whatever love that and I love how she actually does push Mildred out of her I guess comfort zone because there's a part where um, Mildred and Gwendolyn are at are in Monterey and they're on the seashore and they're in this restaurant having oysters and Mildred doesn't like oysters and Gwendolyn kind of helps her through having an oyster, which is a little weird of a scene, but still I think it I think Gwendolyn is pretty cool. And then you actually also learn that Gwendolyn is a lesbian. So loved that. 
and also she uh, she's married this guy named Trevor who is gay and obviously the reason that they're together is so that no one suspects that either of them uh, are not straight so I shouldn't really be laughing at that because obviously I think that's probably a very realistic thing that happened in the 40s but just when because Gwendolyn wants to break it off with Trevor because she wants to go after someone and start dating them and then just Trevor's response of, of like how he can't she can't do this to him I thought was a little funny but also very realistic but uh, I should just say this as well it all turns out good because Trevor finds someone I think you learn that up like the later episodes he finds someone named Andrew so I was very happy that Trevor found someone that he could obviously date for real and not really marry but well marry but just not by government standards because you know marriage isn't always by what the government considers but anyways Gwendolyn just I really liked her and side note I guess there's a season two of this show because turns out 18 episodes were ordered I think I right I think I might have already said that that there's a season two but yeah and so I really hope to see her in season two hopefully she sticks around as a main character because she didn't really like become a main character really until like episode four or five really she she appears in every episode it's just like she's kind of like sidelined by the governor until episode four or five so I hope to see her more because she does become a main character because her and Mildred and Betsy, they all get close as friends. So really like that. So as I said before, Nurse Dolly and Edmund have a scene together where Dolly pleasures him. And this is my transition to Dolly. And all I gotta say is she sucks. She's so annoying. Like, so you actually learn that Nurse Dolly is married and so she's actually caught having sex in a bathroom and then Mildred blackmails her or something along the lines of that I fr- because I don't exactly remember the outcome because it was in the first four episodes so couldn't really care but because and especially since it has like no like outcome that really ripples through the show but Nurse Dolly she's so boring like and she's because like I shouldn't say she's boring she just I just don't like it that she she just attaches herself to Edmund because it's like, was was there to like about Edmund besides the fact that you think he's physically attractive? Like he's killed people and obviously I think his reason for killing people is justified. But the fact that she doesn't know that he is the son of a nun who got raped by that one senior and she just thinks that he just killed four priests because he is crazy or because he wanted to do that is just super annoying because like girl dolly why would you because they pull bonnie and kai and she actually says we're like bonnie and Clyde," and i'm like dolly just no i do like though that she actually becomes kind of not like a scary character but her personality flips a little being around edmund she kind of gets more tough and a little what what was the best word not really scary but more ominous I guess you could say because there's a part where Edmund and Dolly have to eat and so Dolly's like oh can you go kill that chicken for me so I can roast it and Edmund's like no I don't kill animals 
and she's like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And then you just watch Dolly go kill the chicken. Before she does it, she walks um, Edmund through step-by-step step of how she is about to snap this chicken's neck. And I'm just like, Dolly, okay, you're you're a little, you're a little more than I thought you were, for sure. And I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little scared to um, see what happens with you because she does something actually in episode five before she and Edmund run away, which was just shocking. And I was like, what? Oh my God. Character shift. Just wow. Just wow. So yeah, there is actually a character that I haven't actually mentioned at all, but her name is Louise and she's the, she's the housekeeper of the motel that Mildred stays at when she moves to Monterey. And so she's kind of in everyone's business. And she's a little bit like a, of a comic relief character, which I did really enjoy. And I thought she was really funny. And then you actually learn later that she's Betsy Bucket's best friend. And she's like just there for Betsy, just being like, yeah, Betsy, you should ask Dr. Hanover to the dance and whatever. And so I really liked it because I thought it was like silly. Silly is the best word. That she was just in everyone's business just doing her thing, just being like, hey guys, what are we talking about? Oh, who's this person? How are they related to you? Blah, 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 blah. And it gets really funny when an assassin, I guess, for Mrs. Osgood actually comes to the motel to stay there to go assassinate Dr. Hanover. And she's just all up in the assassin's business. I shouldn't say the assassin. I should say hitman, because when you think assassin, you think like stealthy or whatever. And he's just like a man with a trench coat and a hat and a revolver <laughs> and he's just and louise the housekeeper just like oh what are you doing oh who is this oh how do you know mildred blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and i love her for it because she's relatable because i feel like i'm exactly like that where i a little i guess the younger version of me was always entertained by other people's business and i always wanted to know the drama I always wanted to know the tea and everything about everyone. And I really connected with Louise because she was pretty annoying as well. And I'm like, yeah, I was probably pretty annoying when I was always asking that. However, I would like to preface the fact that usually people would just give me information because I don't know why they just did. And they, they would sometimes get mad when I didn't ask them about the information because they're like, oh, Ryan, you always ask. But anyways, back to the show. I loved Louise, and she was amazing, especially with the Hitman, who I'm I'm only going to say this about the Hitman because he's obviously not developed. He sucks, and he's annoying because he says Mildred is a bad lay, which, rude. I don't think you should be saying that to someone because he obviously says it to hurt Mildred's feelings because the way that it happens is so Mildred goes to have sex with him, and... She kind of wants to do this role play of World War II. Yeah, so during World War II, she was a nurse. And there was a part where she, uh, I guess, gave mercy to this man by killing him because he had just lost his leg and he was just begging Mildred to kill him. And so she decides to kill him, which is later said by Betsy that that was weak for Mildred to kill him and I don't want to jump in to the argument of if someone is in pain do you have the right to 
kill them or not kill them. But she, but I'll say Mildred says that she has, she gives this person mercy. She gives this person mercy. And then she, with it, with it flashing back between Mildred killing the soldier and Mildred having sex with the hitman, it seems like Mildred might have had sex with the person before he died because she's just describing the exact situation except for the murder part. And then the hitman's like, oh yeah, you're crazy. Worst play ever. I'm like, okay, stupid. He gets killed off, which I was so happy for. He got killed off in a torture porn way for sure. I know that. I know that for certain. (laughs) But yeah, so I was very happy about that. As I said before, season there is going to be a season two, which probably will have 10 episodes or something like that. And I'm not going to say the, the well, the ending is kind of in a sense isolated from anything else, but the ending is where Edmund is like, oh, I'm going to come and kill you, Mildred. And Mildred's like, no, I'm going to come and kill you, Edmund. And then it kind of just ends on that. So obviously I have no idea where season two is going to take us, if it's going to kind of be like, I don't know, because it ends where Mildred is in Mexico and Edmund is in, or he's at least near Chicago. And so that's kind of the ending where Edmund drives away and then Mildred just kind of goes back to her, I guess, beach house resort in Mexico where she where she lived because she decides to stop working at the hospital. And that's, and then just ends there and you don't really know. So I guess season two theories for me, would be if they're going to stay on the theme of kind of ominous, scary hospital, mental health type stuff, maybe, maybe Mildred is going to start working at maybe another hospital. And then maybe Edmund will try to come and kill her there or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. And Edmund, so he's actually teamed up with another person, which I'm not going to say who even though I feel like I already half spoiled the show, but I don't care because I'm, all, I'm only going to say this about the show or the, the other character that helps Edmund. I didn't like the fact that they were the villain of the show as, I'll say this, this person deals with mental health issues and they kind of villainize the mental health issue in a sense where this person isn't properly treated so it kind of makes them the villain which I didn't like but yeah and so I'm thinking maybe Mildred is going to work at another hospital and then Edmund's going to try to come and kill her there or something like that because I'm not exactly sure where this could go and I guess that's good in a sense it's very good and very bad and I'm going to guess as this is a prequel to the show or not the show the movie the one that flew over the cuckoo nest is going to end wherever that movie starts, which I don't know. And from what it seems, Mildred in the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest is evil and she's mean and whatever. And I would say that is kind of similar to Mildred in the show, but I feel like in season two, she's going to become maybe more twisted because she doesn't really give off a villain persona. She gives off more of like, I'd say an anti-hero persona, similar to, I guess, Deadpool, where she tries to do good, but she, in a sense, doesn't really have any set values. So I'm thinking maybe she'll become a little 
more twisted, she'll may lose her ethics a little more. I genuinely, genuinely can't think of where season two is going to go. Like, it could go anywhere. Honestly, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. I'm very excited. I guess, since this show is, is grounded in reality, there are some characters who do die off in season one. Uh, as I already stated, Hannah dies. Uh, so, won't be seeing him in season two, I guess. But hopefully there's more characters. And I guess I hope with the show it kind of deals more with mental health and mental health issues because it does seem like a lot of these characters are plagued with one one thing or another. For example, Mildred, Edmund, the character Charlotte, I would say for sure. But I guess, I guess maybe it's just those three. But I feel like it should talk about more mental health. And since the show, as I kind of talked about, talked about with the dialogue, these characters will be blunt with what they say. So I think maybe they could use that to, in a sense, I guess, satirize or point out the fact that some of these 1980, not 80s, 40s, 1950s mental health practices are not like good. And if anything, they're worse for the characters. For example, the hydrotherapy, because, you know, being a lesbian is not a mental illness, and doing hydrotherapy if someone is not helpful to them at all. So, yeah, so I hope they talk about that more. Yeah, I guess that's, like, more or less, the, this was the review on the show Ratchet. Next week, we will be watching the show Feel Good on Netflix, which I'm actually very excited for because it just seems super nice. It seems like a very lighthearted, well, may not lighthearted because TVMA, but who knows? So, yeah. So, I am your host, Ryan. This is the NR Podcast, and I will see you next week. Peace.